this week on the podcast, there uh, are no more reviews. Well, that's not true. We have two more reviews, but there's no more Patreon for stuff. But we have one left, and we have, uh, as our chat says, the mightiest patron. Uh, it's Mr. Ginger Thrust. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? I am great. How are you guys doing? Good. It's always Good, fun yeah. to talk to you. I'm going to let you know there are some questions in here I have for you, so I hope you're prepared. I did not tell you about them in the rundown. <laughs> oh, I of love course. surprises. <laughs> of course. Uh, but yeah, man, it's been a while since you've been on. Um, what's it been has, How yeah. you been? I've been good. Um, I'm still still doing the stream thing as much as I can. Um, yeah. I've been just working my way through some form of a backlog. Uh, w- once February and March hit, I'm sure as you guys know, like we we got hit with a bunch of stuff, right? So we had the huge Destiny expansion that came out that took up a lot of my time, and then after I felt I was satisfied with that, I had to get through uh, Horizon Forbidden West which took a lot of my time and then got through Elden Ring, which took even more of my time. And so now I feel like I'm kind of jumping around and, and playing other smaller things. I'm currently doing Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, next week, I'm trying to get in some time with this new game called Stray, which for That's anybody who does That's the cat game, right? That is yes. the cat game. Yeah. yeah, you're a cat in a cyberpunk robot uh, city. So I'm... What what intrigues me about it too is that it's it's day one available if you have PlayStation Plus Extra or Premium. Oh, okay. So they're they're they're. I'm glad to see that Sony is kind of taking that route of sort of what Xbox does with their Game Pass. It's not quite yeah. the same, but it's close enough for me. So I'll be able to just to kind of download it and play it day one. Um, so yeah, so I'm I doing know that. You mentioned that you were going to play Sons of the Forest. Yes. Have you played the Forest? I have dabbled in it some. Um, unfortunately, it seems like every time I played it, it was always with people who had a lot more hours into it. And um, Justin, I think you can definitely attest to how I feel when it comes to things like this. But like, I I don't do well being introduced to a whole new game or a concept around people that are extremely experienced and they try to bombard me with information. Yeah, I, yes, I definitely... I could definitely get, understand, and I, I, I mean, I, I've been the same way with Destiny. I, I've tried to pick up Destiny so many times, but I just at this point, hey, I've you given got up. me to pick Destiny back up to do one raid with you. I, I, but I've given back up. I've done that one <laughs> raid and then washed my hands of it, and I'm good now. Yeah, yes, yeah. it was it was that way with me uh, with Elden Ring, like because I I yeah. streamed it. I've I've streamed almost all of it. Because I wanted everybody to see not only my journey with it, but I wanted them to see the constantly increasing death counter that I had up for it. Um, but that first I did that stream, on Dark Souls Remastered. And yeah, I stopped yeah. Because it was embarrassing, I, and I was getting ridiculed. I kept it under a thousand deaths. I know that. So I don't remember the exact number, but I did keep it under a thousand. But my very first stream with Elden Ring, I, I got I had a lot of people watching, and it was. It was my first, I guess, truly Souls experience because uh, Sekiro doesn't really count. It's it's kind of its own different thing. So me kind of learning that basic mechanic of, of a Souls-born game, the rolling, the iframes, the, the blocking, that kind of thing, made me very frustrated because I was doing it in front of all these people who already know what they're doing, and it just really bothered me. 
So I had to step away for a bit and check myself and watch some videos. And I started the game over again. And then now it's probably my game of the year currently, which is so funny. So yeah, Elden Ring is definitely my favorite Souls game that I've played. And I think it is because it is the only one that I have played where I did not play in front of anybody else. Yeah, um, yeah. It was just because I, I could die and I could make mistakes and I, I didn't feel that pressure. I mean, there's still, I don't even know, I don't know if it exists anymore, but there's that infamous stream of my ass trying to get through Sen's Forest for like, Sen's Fortress for like four hours with like my wife and Justin and Doug and the P just rolled in my ass for like three and a half hours. I so, really hope that does exist somewhere because <laughs> it, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a Then I finally got to the top and no one would tell me where the fucking fireplace was <laughs> and then I died and I had to do it again. So you've never played Dark Souls 1 through 3 or Bloodborne? I've, I've attempted all of them. Oh, okay. But... okay. I don't know if it was like a setting thing, like 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 a like a location setting thing or whatever. Or oh, just sure, yeah. That, just that that whole like like Bloodborne is more of that that sort of what would you call that like steampunk industrial kind yeah. of setting, yeah. and yeah, then it's like, like it's the, like it's like Victorian Cthulhu esque. Right, right, set. and then the souls Fairy are tale. yeah, yes. souls are like go more gothic in in nature too. It just it never really was my thing, and but Sekiro being in feudal japan was was definitely my thing so that's like why I, i've played through that game more than once yeah um but something about elden ring really grabbed me i, I think i think the fact that it had a more of an open world nature to it and uh it once i finally got the mechanics down it felt good and the thing about like the prior games is i have a hard time playing something for the first time that's at least five years old because really? I, I feel like I have this constant pressure to catch up. So I'm kind of oh, like, sure. I, I have to finish this because, you know, it's this game. I did that. Ha that's what happened to me the very first uh, Psychonauts game, which I oh. attempted earlier, like a month or two ago. I downloaded it from Game Pass and yeah. tried it. And I was like, eh, not really my thing, uh, you know. And plus, I feel I'm playing this more because I feel this pressure because it's critically acclaimed or whatever that uh i need to get through this and it just kind of added too much pressure and i was just like you know what i'm not really having that much fun with this so one of the things you said i definitely agree with is like setting fallout is like one of my favorite games of all time mm -hmm. and skyrim or elder or elder scrolls or whatever is like what fallout but set in like medieval medieval times yeah right i hate them i can't play them Mm -hmm. I've tried so many times, and for Devin, like she can play Fallout or Skyrim and just yeah, have a great time. Yeah, it's the time. same here. Yeah, absolutely, man. But it for me, there's, a, there's this weird wall with it, and I, I, I couldn't tell you why. I've never finished Skyrim or any Elder Scrolls, but I did finish Fallout Three, okay. um, and I'm 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 the same with you on that, which is why I'm extremely excited for Starfield next year, mm -hmm. um, because I'm, I mean I know that's like mass effect on on fallout steroids but i i'm so excited for it so all right so any movies or books or tv shows that you want to i know it's been a um, while so there's a lot I'm oh sure. my god so i'm on a huge netflix binge right now uh okay. because i ha i don't want to get into like it too complicated but like i have this weird system of where i jump from streaming platform to streaming platform i have it's like a schedule i have to hold myself to otherwise i won't sure. get through anything 
But yeah. there was just so much I found that I was sleeping on when it comes to Netflix, like Ozark. Mm-hmm. Never watched it until recently, and now I love it. So cool. I was doing that. I binged all of Stranger Things before the new season came out, and then I finished the new season of Stranger Things. Still not emotionally recovered right. from that. So you can be honest. Do you wish that uh, he had played a track off of Death Magnetic? We're getting back into this. <laughs> Con- context. One of my questions. Check in the box. <laughs> context for your listeners. I was I was asked about Metallica, and I said I did not say Death Magnetic was the best album. It just said that. It was my favorite, personal favorite, and now it's become this thing that I think Death Magnetic is better than the Black Album. No, better than better than any album, I think, is what it was. No, Master Master of Puppet, Master of Puppets was just fine. Okay, Okay. thank you, Larry. Also, anyways, so so now I'm getting through the rest of Umbrella Academy. I did actually uh, keep up with the season three of The Boys this time. I usually let that marinate for a while. But I did finish all the boys. It fi- I and I always keep up with the Disney Plus shows, so I finished Miss Marvel. Uh, I have Miss Marvel and Moon Knight to watch. Mm-hmm. I think both Moon Knight and Miss Marvel are very, very positive interpretations and reflections of different cultures. Oh, um, cool. Miss Marvel mo- more so because it's like it, it's it's that it's the the Muslim Pakistani uh, ethnic group, but in Jersey City, right? Okay, but but I but it's not shoehorned in. It's not like diversity just to check a box, right? They yeah. I think they did very well. Um, the problem I'm having is Marvel continues in this new phase is that we're getting into because I'm more of a DC guy. Mm-hmm. Is we're getting into characters I don't have a lot of like history or time with, so I'm yeah. finding it harder for me to like want to commit that time to characters who I don't know. You know what I mean? I I totally understand. It's like, it's almost like they're sort of digging out the toys that they haven't played with much. And yeah, like, okay. which, is, which is a great thing for Marvel fans. It's just there's just so much out there. <laughs> yeah, so and well I, time. I think the problem that a lot of us are having is we're kind of shrugging our shoulders a bit and thinking like, alright, where is all this going? Because I just saw an IGN article that said that Phase 4 is now officially 100 hours long. No, I'm sorry, the full MCU is 100 hours long. But Phase 4 is the longest by far because of all yeah. the TV shows and movies that have come out, but we still don't have like a very clear cut path. Cause like when we, when we hit this length with the last three phases, we knew what eventually we were getting into. Cause we don't Infinity even know who war. the big bad is for phase four, right? No, there's the speculation that it's going to be a character called Kang, the conqueror from Loki. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's also speculation from stuff happening with the Eternals film that it could be, we could see uh, Galactus. I guess they do own mm-hmm. that now. I like yeah. Galactus. Yeah. So who knows, man? Um, the, I, I have no idea. I have no idea where we're going. I'm hoping that with Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the new Ant-Man film that's coming next year, that's supposed to absolutely have Kang the Conqueror in there. Oh, okay. um, So I'm hoping that we get to see a clear-cut direction because we're we're jumping all over the place like yeah like we, we we need we need a very defined thing and and everybody says kevin feige has like a plan but i want to know what that plan is so. <laughs> you need some more cards on the table sure i do i do um other than that though i you know i started a rewatch of the mcu a couple weeks ago so i'm still oh, wow. gonna work through through all that I, i've cut some stuff out that other people would put in 
like TV shows and stuff. Sure. I've taken those out, but yeah, other than that, um, that's honestly about it as far as everything I've been experiencing. Justin, I know you have been busy moving and stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you get anything in? Um, so I have, yeah, I, I watched uh, one of the two Hellraiser movies that we have to watch for our recording tomorrow, which was a piece of shit. Uh, I, I know the second one is worse, uh, so I have that to look forward to. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I started playing Breath of the Wild again. Mm-hmm. I was just... I've been so busy with everything that I kind of needed a game to just like chill and go kind of vibe through and yeah, collect poop and just, you know, have, have, have a good time with, um, I recently wrote a review on Madison, which is like this, uh, it's a horror game. Anyways, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's got, I've been seeing some of it on Twitch. Like I've been seeing people stream it. It is. It's a very weird game. It, it set, it has like amazing atmosphere and like the sa- the sounds and like the whole uh, like it's a very like auditorial experience it it relies heavily on jump scares which can get old but i actually found them not to get too old in that game it's just that the, the actual gameplay is like a lot of like pixel hunting so you like have to it's a lot of like staring at like a bookshelf and making sure you got everything and it kind of drags it down a little bit, but it, that, that, that was a, 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 an okay experience. Um, I believe next week I am talking to the people who just recently announced uh, You Will Die Here Tonight. It's basically a retro-style Resident Evil 1-inspired kind of top-down horror game. And tomorrow, uh, I actually find out if I'm going to be able to sit down with Glenn Schofield from Striking Distance to talk about uh, Callisto Protocol, which would be pretty awesome. That's really awesome, yeah. Yeah. Um, what the fuck else? I, uh, I finished The Boys. Fantastic season. I love that season. Um, did I... I talked about Umbrella Academy last week, I think, and yep. my feelings. Yep. On that season, uh, I have not started What We Do in the Shadows, season four, which started last night. So I'm, I'm going to be watching that tonight, probably after mm-hmm. we record. Oh, man. And then I've just been packing and moving and packing and moving. It is a whole thing. Uh, I go for a job interview on Sunday. Good luck. So if I get that, I'll be working three jobs. <laughs> Hustler. Look at Yeah. You. I apparently have time to do that. <laughs> uh, uh, man. He says now. <laughs> oh, I'm already like stressing it a bit. <laughs> um, I feel like I, there's got to have been something else. I just, I can't think. Uh, I've been pretty scatterbrained this week, unfortunately. But uh, so I'm, I'm sure there's more, but I can't think of anything else. So what about yourself, Larry? Yeah. So TV, I have like 18 episodes of Dragon Ball left. Mm-hmm. I'm really taking my time because... I have found the Tournament of Power has been a lot of fun. And what's, that, what's the Tournament of Power? It's where all the universes are fighting. Oh, the term, Tournament of Power. Okay, I misheard you, sorry. You're in Super now, right? Yeah, I have 18 okay. episodes left, and that's it. And Larry, I'm letting you know, once you're done those 18 episodes, I'm canceling my Funimation. Okay, okay, that's <laughs> fine. Uh, I, I will still watch Attack on Titan, because I owe oh, it to you. I, I forgot something else. This all, I also uh, I did this today. 
Oh, my screen just turned off. <laughs> it oh. is white. It is... Oh, you got the fat PS3. Uh, maybe if I get close. No, you can't really tell. Anyways, I picked up uh, the PS3 and the Legacy Collection for the PS3. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. nice. Yeah. Yep. I also finished Boys Season 3. I liked it, but I can't help but not shake this feeling that nothing happened. And I don't want to spoil anything because it is so fresh. So yeah. I'm not trying to like spoil it. And we, we can talk about it. I think we can be, do it. The three of us are pretty good at not spoiling things. But for me, I feel like 95% of our chess pieces or our chess board. Or exactly where they were. Yeah. I, I agree. I think it sets up a potentially potential to end it definitely next season. Uh, or at least on... start the end game for yes. sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Th- this season was very like. I liked it, and I had a great time. I'm curious. I'm happy to hear at least you much what you think, Ginger, too. But like, it's like, I think of like our main players, and it feels like we had a whole season, and they move like one space, and like, I I know that whenever I find a show that I think is really good, I hold it to what I think is the best show ever, which is The Sopranos. And I feel like in The Sopranos, after every episode, let alone season, all the pieces were moving. Well, see, I, I kind of agree with you, but also it does... We're kind of... The arc is a little differently set up this season. Yeah. Whereas pieces aren't necessarily moving, but pieces are getting more insane. <laughs> and it, it sets The one up- character... Go ahead, go ahead, well, go ahead. no, I, I, all I was going to say is I think it, 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 it sets up that it's more of a setup for next season. And that setup is that all the rules have changed for next season. I'm trying to spot, to speak very I know, vaguely. and maybe when yeah, we yeah, yeah. get further away from it, it's just like, like, I saw someone like on Reddit was talking about it, and someone broke down like big things that did happen. And like I liked it, and that's why I'm really like frustrated myself that I'm feeling this way. But I just can't help but feel like this was an entire season of setup. And I don't like that. I'm okay with it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually, like, it was probably my favorite season. But I'm also, like, I love Jensen Eccles. So anything you put him in, I will watch the I, shit out of. Yeah. What so, do you think, Marcus? Um, well, real fast, since I've since you didn't mention Sopranos, take a second. Rest in peace, Tony Sirico. Next, the blind will see and the lame will walk. <laughs> I can't stand touching fucking shoelaces. Ever go to tie your shoes and you notice the end of your laces are wet? From what? Why would they be wet? I got no fucking idea. You go to public bathrooms? You stand at the urinal? Oh, fuck, come on, will you? He's asking me, I'm telling him. And frankly, it's important. Even if the lace is dry, and even if you don't touch the body of the shoe, Bacteria and virus migrate from the soul up. You see this on TV? I gotta watch TV to figure out the world. Polly Walnuts. Oh, Polly. He, he he took the big cannoli in the sky. Anyways. Yeah. He was the elfin dad, or he was the dad and elf. That's all I know him <laughs> from, because I have no horses of rainbows. No, that's a... You are thinking of a different mobster, my that's friend. A, oh, no. That's Scott Kahn, right? No. James James Kahn. Kahn. James Kahn. Yeah, James Kahn is the one that passed away. Oh, Tony, Tony Sirico. Yeah, Polly in uh, The Sopranos. He was also, but yes, also recipes. When did, when did he Thomas. pass away? Just a, a few days, days ago. ago. Oh, 
Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't usually post stuff on social media, but I did post uh, one of my favorite things because in The Sopranos, my favorite episode. I think everybody is that uh, what, what Lone Pine, Twin Pine, the episode with uh, Chris and Polly out in the woods. Oh yeah, the one where they're chasing the guy, right? Chasing the Russian guy. Yeah, that's yeah. I remember that one. It, it. I haven't seen <laughs> Sopranos since I was a teenager, so it is by far my favorite show. And nothing. I thought Game of Thrones could have come close. Uh, I think Westworld is still my favorite by far. I fell off after but, season two. I need to get back into that because we're on season four now, aren't we? Yeah, it's it's currently oh, airing, so I'm I'm watching that too. But um, anyways, back to the boys. Uh, so I'm not like a huge fan of the show in general. I don't. Okay. I'm not saying it's bad. Um, it's always just been a show that I kind of put on while I work on stuff in the background because, okay. you know, I kind of experience the the loudness of it. I will say this though. I think this season is the season I paid the most attention to. Not from a character perspective, even though I agree with Justin. I love Jensen Ackles in this role. Like, it's I, because I, of Herogasm, right? That's what you wanted to pay that's attention it. to. That's the only reason I watched it was Herogasm. <laughs> um, I actually, it was funny. I just saw a, a TikTok today with uh, Aaron Moriarty, the actress that plays uh, Starlight. She said yeah. she, had walked, she, she had walked around that set and she thought she pulled something that she thought was... Um, she thought was a uh, hand sanitizer and it turned out to be lube jesus Christ! <laughs> and they were like no don't do that it's lube it's lube but um no what really drew me to this season was how creepy the parallels are to our own world yes like last how, season was did that did that to me too yeah like like just i mean we all know who homelander is actually representing in the, in america and cheese man exactly exactly and 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 just seeing like like for instance well I don't, like without getting too deep in characters there's like a character in there who's he's a very side character but he's like trying to he's trying to explain to one of our main characters why homelander really isn't a bad guy and it's all the main media that's trying to push all this bad narrative and i'm just like holy shit like i see what you're doing here i see exactly what you're doing here creators eric kripke i see what you're doing so, uh, that, yeah, like I said, I think this season, uh, I, I definitely paid attention to it. And I think part of it, too, is because I was, I was keeping up with it week by week instead of just, like, just trying to rush to get through it just yeah. to say that I had it done. So. All right. Then I'll wrap this stuff up because I know we're going a little long here in the intro. I finished season one of True Blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time watching it. I love so, it. You, and then you, you said you're going to watch uh, Supernatural after? Yeah, after I finished True Blood. You, you should. I, I think that you would really enjoy the first, I don't know how many, I think there was 15 seasons. Yeah, because doesn't Supernatural follow like a similar thing to X-Files, where it's like there's some monster of the week, but there's also like overarching lore? So the first yeah. season, the fr- there, there's I think like 26 episodes in the first season. I was going to say 26 seasons, like Justin, I can't do another big long thing again. <laughs> no, Dragon, no. Dragon Ball has been like a seven, eight month process. <laughs> No, no. So uh, with Supernatural, it's like the first episode of the first season and the last three episodes of the f- of the first season interconnect, and the rest is just kind of monster of the week. Okay. And then it starts to become like a more Focus. storied show with some monster of the week stuff thrown in there. Supernatural is a show you can definitely put on while you work on other things and still Absolutely. be able to follow it. Absolutely. Her, I need that because my capstone <laughs> has me writing like six papers a week, so I I need something like that. Yeah. Uh, movies. I also watched Hellseeker, and I also watched Deader, which is the other one.
That's the train one that I've talked about multiple times. So we're going to be reviewing this with Rachel over on her one of her shows, but I will just say I thought the Resident Evil film franchise and the Saw franchise went off into shitty deep ends. I told I you, am, I told everybody. <laughs> I am amazed at how bad these movies are. So I, I was, I did a little bit of cheating and I looked ahead to see what some of the like Rotten Tomato scores were. And apparently the one that came out um, a couple years ago, the the latest one before the new one that comes out, is tied with Hellraiser 2 for score. So apparently it might actually get better right at the end. I just don't understand how they lost the fucking thread. At least Saw movies felt like Saw movies. At least yeah. like the Halloween movies, like even though I hate Halloween H2O Part 2 or Halloween Resurrection, or the worst fucking thing ever to have a Michael Myers in it. It still, like, was trying to, like, stay canonical, even with the weird canon that exists in that universe. I don't know what the fuck has happened to to Hellraiser. I mean, I I, honestly, God, don't know what the fuck happened. And I... Marcus, have you seen any of these? I have not, no. Dude, don't. Don't. So, <laughs> the first the first one is good yeah like i like a lot yeah absolutely the second one is okay and now i can say the third one is not bad even though it takes place in fucking outer space but no the Which third should one tell is you the, a lot yeah it's i just can't believe how bad these movies are but yeah listen to that over on rachel's show um i have played nothing this week that's okay you got to start control next week right I'm start. I'm downloading Control on Sunday. Oh, I have started Control, and I'm about a third of the way through. Ginger, have you played that before? Yes, I love Control. Yeah, me too. Okay. Yeah, that. it's gonna be my first time playing it. It's gonna be the first game I'm gonna play on my PC. Is actually going to uh, push it, so I'm excited. It was Control was the first game that when I built my first PC that I tested with it's was okay. like it's a okay, good fucking game. It is a really good. It game. is because I was like, all right, can I spent money on this. Can my PC handle this without turning into a furnace? Uh, and I was successful. It was good. But I haven't actually played it since that. And I have like a upgraded PC now. So I would be curious to try it out on the new one and see how it, how much better the ray tracing looks. Yeah, so that's coming in like five weeks, right, Jay? Five yeah. Weeks yeah, I think something like that. Um, although before we get into this, there is something that Larry and I do need to touch on. So Larry, uh, today a new Resident Evil show came out. I heard. When yep. are we? When are we? Uh, gonna? I need to watch it too. Yeah. You know I need to get apparently, it. apparently, people have said it is. One I have of heard the if better... you. Mm-hmm. I have heard if you like Albert Wesker, this is the show for you. Yeah, I've yes. I've heard that it's one of the better adaptations of it. So. Yep, I have heard that if you are a fan of Mr. Wesker, this is the show for you. So we need to get into that sometime. Yeah, I'm gonna look into it because uh, okay. peek behind the wall. Me and the P are trading his Netflix password for my Amazon Prime password. So, oh, nice. Yeah, uh, but yeah, books. I finished Treasure Island. It's such a fucking good book. If you haven't read it or listened to it, it's so good. It's it's one of my favorites of all time. Uh, I started Hannibal, so that's the last of my Hannibal Lecter series. Um, it's definitely better than Hannibal Rising, but it's certainly weaker than Red Dragon or Silence of the Lambs. But it's still good. 
Um, and then that book, Blind Sight, the space one, a um, little over halfway done. It's getting very good. Uh, I think Matt picked out a very good space book for me to read. It also has vampires in it. Who would have thought? Um, that's all I got. Schoolwork is sucking my life out. Uh, it's the last semester, and this capstone is just... I mean, it's a culmination of everything we've done, right? So, of course, it should be a lot of work. It would honestly probably be a waste of time if it wasn't. But that's what's going on with me. And we can wrap all of this up then and head on in to our proper discussion about alien technology. Okay, never mind. Are you ready? <laughs> That's the first thing. And the question, I already asked you the one about Death Magnetic, and we, we, we know that you wish the day that never comes was played to summon the back. And that's fine. I want to know, when you pick things for us to play or watch or whatever, okay. I want to know how you pick them. Because sometimes, like Moonfall, for example, I was really happy when the random bracket generator gave you the one seat because based on those trailers for me it was yours and it was shannon's for the worst of those options and so i thought that was gonna be perfect and when we reviewed captive state i thought that was a good movie it has some mm -hmm. flaws maybe not as scary but it was a good movie but i Marcus, I need you to justify Blasto because that was probably the worst experience I've ever had in my entire life. I, I fully recognize that my dog was in the hospital on death's bed and like I was very stressed about that. So I'm willing to put some of that on me. But I thought we had hit the floor, so to say, with Rampage World Tour. And then you came up with Blasto. And I need to know, like, am well, I... And I will give him some credit kaiju was an incredibly i mean larry you know even me picking the games it was incredibly hard to find like dud of a dud kaiju games dud of a dud yeah for sure all right so i promise it's i don't have a personal stake in any of this like i don't personally try to punish you with stuff <laughs> my idea when you when you when you announce what a season is i okay. and i look at it i think okay what can i pick that's what I consider to be off the beaten path a bit. I don't okay. I don't I don't want there to be obvious picks. And so a lot of times I do try to go back especially in the games, I do try to go backwards uh further than like five, seven years. Is like I, I think to myself, is there a more obscure game or a more maybe lesser known game that I think that would work? Now I swear to you I don't remember Blasto being that terrible until I started watching gameplay of it again. And I was like, there was a reason I never finished this game. <laughs> so that I'll take that. That's my bad. That's my bad. Um, but, I honestly but, feel like I can beat any game after that. Like the, 
the brutality of the mechanics of that game, I can't believe that flew back then. Like, I can't believe someone put that out there and thought, yeah, this is fine. People will beat this. Yeah, PS One era was a was a wild time. They were <sighs> that was a lot of licensed stuff. And <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't have a process. I just I I I, I do googling a lot just to get lists of stuff um, and just kind of do my own little investigative stuff. Uh, like honestly, Blasto just came to me and I was like, "Yo, I haven't thought about this game in decades." <laughs> Let me, let me let me submit that and then with rampage like justin said i i did have a bit of trouble finding one i didn't have as bad of a time of rampage as justin i was more like man this is just non-stop well, justin but, yeah. also like yours you crashed me, oh mine crashed five minutes four hours in so like as i was on to the like the last <laughs> part of it it crashed uh but man kaiju was such a hard season to find game force like, at, at some point in time, I thought of it just, like, scrapping them all and just, like, picking random games that I enjoyed <laughs> because it, it was, it's, I don't, yeah, it, it, if we ever do Kaiju again, which is a big if, like... I, I don't think we will. No, I, I think we can retool it a little bit, but, uh, God, what a, what a shitty season. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, I, just... I, hope, I hope that answers your question. It does, because you have... So our patrons have been told uh, what the next season is going to be. That's still a secret for people at large. But uh, you have told us what the game you're thinking about, what your special designed episode, which I think is actually going to be really cool. And I will yeah, probably, absolutely. I want to actually slate that for earlier than later in the season, just so you're okay. aware for your own planning. When I get that slated for a time, I'll let you know because I think it's a good idea. But even your movie, like I said, I like Captive State. I think it had a little, like, it wasn't the best movie ever, and I think it wasn't that scary, but it was a good movie. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm. I know you're capable of it. And like I said, I did not hate Death Stranding. I just felt like it was obnoxiously long for no reason. That's fair. Probably a, a good thing you don't play in. the director's cut then. Huh? Probably a good thing you don't play the director's cut then. Did you play it? It's long. I have I have it on my list. It's it's ready to go. I just have it. I have to start it. Are you going to stream it? Oh, I don't know. Cause imagine the I, good talks you could have while you're walking all those distances with your with your chat. Hmm, you might be onto something, Larry. <laughs> you might be onto something. Look, Justin has already bought my favorite franchise of all time as the Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection, which is a great time for us to finally announce the side off. Podcast Justin and I are doing. It's called a Lolly Lule Low, a Metal Gear Solid if you commentary. Want to do a Metal Gear Solid podcast. I will do a Metal Gear Solid. I fucking love Metal Gear Solid. Somewhere in the in the depths of the deep dark IGN servers from a decade ago, there is a list of forum posts that I had done about Metal Gear H Metal Gear game. Really? And yeah that 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 was when I was diving into like blogging and stuff, doing WordPress a lot. Okay. Like it was like right out of college, and I was like, "What better way to start than just writing an article on each Metal Gear?" And like, I, I did a very quick synopsis of the game, and then I would deep dive into like the themes of it and all that kind of stuff. That was how we started writing on the website, Justin, back when we had more free time. And so, yeah. honestly, what got you in this path, Marcus? If you find those links shared in the Discord, I'd love to. I looked, them. man. Okay. I looked real hard, but I think IGN has purged some of that since then because <laughs> I cannot find it anywhere. 
Okay, so yes, this episode is yours, Marcus. Uh, okay. You picked it way back when we started. Obviously, it's been a long time coming to get to here. So I'm going to let you kind of announce it, what your idea behind it is, and then we'll get into our discussion. Um, I want to say thank you to people who responded. We have a lot of... Uh, of our listeners have given us technology that they're interested in but most importantly i want to hear why you picked this topic and what your technology is yeah absolutely so they it's been said back in like even isaac asimov's days like science fiction is really just what we could accomplish just perceived on paper right so i find the concept of like alien technology very fascinating to me because you can always tell who who makes something and it's it's heavily based off of just something we may already have it's just like it, it's just upgraded a bit but then there's other people who can really think outside the box and i find that really cool uh just sort of turning even taking something that might exist but sort of turning it on its head a bit so my idea for this episode was i wanted us to kind of go around the horn and discuss some of our favorite instances of alien tech that we've seen in any form of media and, you know, especially tech that we'd want to see today um, and, you know, kind of why that's our favorite. Maybe go into like a little detail of how it works, if we have even an understanding of how it works. Uh, and yeah, just have kind of a fun discussion of like our, our top lists of alien tech. So are you a fan of hard science fiction then? I would like to say yes. Um, I don't necessarily read or experience as much of it as I kind of wish I did. Mm -hmm. Like, I would love to sit down and watch, or not watch, but sit down and actually read the original Dune novels. Yeah. Um, because I just, I know, I, I know what's in those books because my mom read them as a kid. Oh, okay. Uh, and she, and she was like look i couldn't i couldn't get through through those until i was in college because of like that's some deep quantum mechanics stuff yeah. but uh yeah i i would like to think so and another author that i would love to start reading more of uh now that i have a little bit more time is neil stevenson he does okay. he does some really cool stuff um i know he has one book out there called uh i think you pronounce it anathem and it's essentially like a it's like a long in the future sci-fi series about um people who worship math they're like monks that worship math and they use that in quantum mechanics fields and stuff in this in space okay. and all that yeah um, that was one of the reasons why i had justin read robert heinlein this season and not only is he kind of considered like the originator of the uh invasion story but mm -hmm. heinlein's whole genre of science fiction is that hard sci-fi and it's something that i like too like i would like they don't, at least the hard science fiction that I have read, they don't, like, break established scientific law. They right. force the technology to fit inside of it. It's kind of funny because the things I picked are <laughs> uh, not really following that rule, that metric. Mm -hmm. But um, even that book Blindsight that I'm reading that Matt recommended uh, is hard science fiction. Like, everything is, like, based in, like, some kind of theoretically true scientific standard that exists today and forgive me if i'm mistaken but you still haven't played the mass effect games right no they are in my cart i, yeah. I need to so one thing i love about the mass effect franchise is they ha they have a codex that you can read through so you know you unlock entries and sure. a lot of it is like very in-depth stuff about each alien species like 
how they do their government and all that stuff. But when it comes to like the tech in it, even just the human tech, there's a pretty good explanation of how it works. Oh, cool. Yeah, like like the concept of like hard light digital heads up displays, you know, like the the digital stuff that you can push, like in that old Final Fantasy movie, right? The Spirits yeah. Within. Same con, and they explain how they make that work in in a Mass Effect world. Cool. And so I find that fascinating. If you can give me a good explanation of how it works, then I'm on board. Yeah, I, like I, I think it just grounds it a lot more. I think it's why we like Back to the Future, like resonates so well is like a good time travel story is because like it sets up rules that make sense that we can kind of follow and then it sticks to the rules mm -hmm. like how like there's this twin pine mall he runs over one of the trees and he comes back it's lone pine mall. right just very pine, simple yeah. things that stack up over time that i think play well so again mm -hmm. that's perfect so with all that what was your technology that you selected uh so what was the technology what's it from and then why Okay, so the first example that came to mind for me was I love the concept of space travel and how do they make that work, okay? Because, like, a lot of times in sci-fi stuff, it's like, all right, we're just doing light speed. Okay, woo, let's go. But one example of, of interstellar travel that I find fascinating to this day comes from an old franchise that some of you may know called Stargate. Yeah. So... The concept, just very broad, is not the idea of sending people faster than light. What it is, it, it it's a wormhole system. Um, is and your they're just the Stargate. It, yeah, the actual Stargate and how it works, because it's it's this idea that this advanced alien civilization put these rings all over these the galaxy and different planets, right? To get there, <clears throat> it's actually a very simple mathematical method of finding a point in a three-dimensional space. You have to have six points, and whatever the intersection of all those six points are, if you drew lines to each one, whatever that point is, that's your location that you've discovered. It's like triangulating, but in a three-dimensional space. Okay. So what they do is, to distinguish that, you on a Stargate, on this ring, and I'm trying to describe this for people who've never watched this, mm -hmm. but... Um, on this ring, you have an inner ring that spins, and it has these different um, symbols on it. Each symbol corresponds to a constellation. So what you do is you use a device of some sort to dial in six different constellations. And from where, you, where those constellations are, you can theoretically draw like a line to connect them all, and it creates a singular point where they all intersect, and that's the planet you're trying to go to. <clears throat> and then you dial a seventh symbol to tell the Stargate where you're coming from. And so if you have a, you have that seventh point and you have those six points, it creates a one-to-one -one bridge to from where you're at to where you're going. And then it's just like this little wall of liquid water floating there. You just walk through it, go through the wormhole, and you're you're there in a matter of seconds. I and I thought Stargate. that was it is so cool. And then like they did more shows afterwards where they discovered like if you overcharge the ring or something like that and you dialed another, like an eighth symbol, it sends you to another galaxy. And then there was like a ninth symbol that sent you to the ship that makes the Stargates. It was, it, it was, it was some crazy stuff. But uh, yeah, I thought, I always thought that was just really cool. And I mean, the original Stargate came out with like 94 or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, that has James Spader in it. That was yeah. like a good James Spader role too. Um. But yeah, just, just this idea that it's not just like, 
oh, we found this alien gate. Let's just turn it on and see where it goes. It's like, all right, we found this thing and we figured out this is, it, it's, it's just like trying to find um, just any sort of space in a three-dimensional area. And it makes me think that like the language of mathematics is pretty universal. If, if we can believe that there's, there's advanced life out there, they probably adhere to some of the same mathematical laws and beliefs that we do. They probably have a better understanding of it than we do. But it's or just a different way makes of describing think, it, but a similar... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I just... I always thought that was really cool of just this concept of just using just the constellations to direct you from one point to another. So... I love it. Justin, what was yeah. yours? So, mine is going to be a little weird because mine uh, affects me on a day-to-day basis um i out of all the technology i would actually really really like an atmosphere processor um okay explain uh so basically what what an atmosphere processor does is it takes like a non like a, a team will deploy so it comes from the alien franchise um and basically what it does is they plant, they put these atmosphere processors around a planet and it makes the air clean and breathable so we can live there. And uh, suffering from asthma, I would love to be right, I would love to work at one. In fact, I would like to work right outside of one and hope that, uh, in hopes that I just would have cleaner air to breathe. Um, is there one you've seen in a show or movie in particular that you really like, that you think has done very no, well? No, I mean, really this so I, I tried to look up atmosphere processors which is why like when i jumped a second ago i was trying to like find a specific example but an ad was playing and it scared the shit out of me um but uh i haven't really been able to find it find like an exact one because we've only got like quick glimpses at them yeah in like in the because apparently they are in the first alien movie and they yes. go all the way up to like whatever the latest one is like there is one in almost every single alien movie but we never actually like see it and they never really like talk about it okay. so there's no like science behind how it works or really anything the only thing that we have is that like whale and yutani obviously built them yeah um but yeah i i, I don't know I, I unfortunately i wish i knew the science behind it because then hey i wouldn't I, my breathing wouldn't suck so bad all the time because <laughs> it might be real but no um I don't know. I, I just like the idea because 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 that also means that like hey, we could potentially start exploring other planets and like yeah. looking at like other viable places to stay. Yeah, which I, I mean is obviously also scary at the same time because we know that all the rich people are going to go there and fuck it up for everybody else before us us poor people can get there. So yeah, Papa Elon, right. <laughs> <laughs> he'd have his own planet, unfortunately. All right. Well, cool. I think that's very cool. And not only it's selfish, it's definitely okay, but I think it would help a lot of people. I think yeah. it, and it's also very beneficial, like you said, for for uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Colonization. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. They say they say that like innovation comes on the wings of necessity, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, you said it, even though it sounds a little selfish, like it's exactly why people do the things they do. Yeah. They think of a need. 100%. Whether it's for them or for somebody else, and they're like, "Yeah, let's let's find a way to make that work." Yeah, yeah and I I believe at one point, at some point in time, 
uh, we as humans will have to figure the technology behind it. Yeah, I think I've told everybody before, but my time out in Utah, the uh, the inversion that happened in the winter was one of the most shocking things I've ever seen in my entire life. That's wild to me. That's I, I showed you pictures, right, Mark? I think I shared them on Discord, where like it's winter yeah. time and doesn't precipitate, and so all the smog just covers the city like Silent mm-hmm. Hill. And people will go out <laughs> running in it, and they'll burn their lungs from toxic sludge. God, that's oh. fucking wild. <laughs> God, that's depressing. Woo, humans. So what about you, Larry? I mean, I'm curious what you picked. Yes, uh, so mine was kind of hard, but I did select Lilu from The Fifth Element. Okay. You, you want love was inside us the whole time? I don't understand. <laughs> no, that's a joke. Larry, uh, if you need to although, love somebody like to although I do love down, that okay, movie. Like... <laughs> I do love that movie, but no, that, that's a joke. Um, Lilu Dallas multipass. <laughs> I picked two. Uh, the first one I picked is the hyperbolic time chamber from Dragon Ball. Yeah. So obviously in Dragon Ball. They use it to, like, train, right? 24 hours in the time chamber is, like, a year of real-life time. And I have talked to people in my lab and other people, like, I think it would be really cool, especially with how busy things can get, to go inside there and be able to have your alone time without giving up time with others or to your commitments. Like, imagine taking a four-hour break in the time chamber to get caught up on your back catalog or to read books mm-hmm. you wanted to read or to watch the tv you wanted to watch like a way to not feel guilty about your responsibilities or commitments in the real world but still give yourself the break you need to function yeah because what is the like the dilation there like a year in the it's 24 hours okay hmm I'm trying to figure out how, like, employers could take advantage of us. <laughs> no, no, don't think of that. Don't think of that. Your shift is in the happy. chamber today. Go. <laughs> no, this is happy time, but you're right. I'm sure people would ruin it, but... Well, me, people would ruin anything, right? Like, that's... Yeah. And you see something similar in the film Interstellar, right? Yeah. Because they... They go to the planet they, the closer, with the water. Yes, the closer they get to the black hole, the more time stretches away from the black hole yep yeah you're right and it's just it's just something about like especially with like we were talking about earlier like there's so many shows to watch so many games to play so many books to read people you have commitments to work commitments you have like imagine if you could just take two hours on a friday night to to go inside there with the books you wanted to read or the games you wanted to play and just be able to go in there and like not feel bad about yeah. giving yourself self-care. So that was one of them. The other one that I really like, uh, although this one has a lot more darker consequences if it was available at large, is the Neuralizer from Men in Black. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Don't um, give Trump that, please. Well, and that's why I was kind of cautious about wanting to say it. But, like, there are things, like, I'm sure we all have, like, things we regret saying in a moment like things we either say off the cuff or things we say that are going to come across as funny but come across as shitty it'd be so nice to be like or if you're in a job interview 
you say something just a little bit stupid that you thought was going to come across funny. You know what I mean? Just like the little stupid things. If you could go, oops, forget that, and just hit a button real quick, I always thought that'd be nice. And in Men in Black, it was always used in kind of that way, right? It was like, oh, you saw this alien blow up from this field of cactus. <laughs> we, we can't have these state cops knowing aliens exist. Quick delete. Or you were a Men in Black agent, you're retiring, we're going to wipe it clean. Like, it was always used in kind of that very harmless way. And I think the technology is cool because I think yeah. there is something there about like light repetition because like, I mean there's been studies done for example in like rodents where a certain light repetition will cause uh, rodents to want to mate and if you vary it just a small bit it makes them fight to the death that's kind of terrifying so <laughs> there is already the groundwork laid for that kind of light stuff like light stimulation and like I said, it, it is very scary because imagine what it would take if someone could just hold a big one up and like, I mean, wasn't it one of them at Blacks where like the Statue of Liberty had a giant one in her? Yeah, it was the right? second one. Yeah, so that did exist. So like yeah. that is kind of spooky and that's why like I kind of sat on it. But ever since I was a kid, I thought it'd be cool because there were so many times where I got in trouble growing up for smarting off. And if I could just <laughs> like have that, I'd be like, I didn't actually say that. <laughs> like, we're gonna... The first time I ever asked a, a, a girl out on a date, I... That ended terribly. Yeah. I wish I could do that. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, oh, nope, okay, well, this never happened. We aren't going to ruin this. But again, it's just so easy because of how terrible humans in the world is to realize how that would be taken awfully. But yeah. it was always, was as a little kid, I always wanted it because I was always getting in trouble for just, like, smarting off. And I just always thought, if I have that, because my... My mouth is moving faster than my brain. If I realize I'm about to get in trouble for saying something shitty, I can just erase my parents' memory and I never actually said it. <laughs> so I, I, I had to include it because it was always, yeah. it's always been the thing I wanted. Like I did it when I was a kindergartner. I did the Will Smith Men in Black song for the talent show. And of I course, had, oh, nice. of course you did. <laughs> and I had, a, I had my own little neuralizer thing, and uh, I always just loved it. So. That was the era when Will Smith made a song for every movie he was in. Yes. Hey, the Wild Wild, 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 Wild West, West. movie. Don't, suck, don't remind that me. That song is good. I still remember most of it. <laughs> um, it's funny you talked about you're going to start playing Control because I my backup tech was going to be, and this isn't really isn't a spoiler for you, but it's the weapon that your character uses in the Control. service weapon. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Well, you so. Let you'll you'll see. Let him find it. Yeah. Find okay. It. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad I didn't say it then because, like, yeah, I don't want to ruin it. It's, it's a it's a cool take on how weapons in games like that work. So okay. But uh, I love I love advanced weapons that have a lot of intricacies to them too. Because like, I don't know if you either of you have played any of the uh, more recent Halo trilogy, like four or five. I or... played four when it came out. I don't even. I also think played I've four when it came five. out. But it's been... So you remember they introduced. Uh, the forerunner weapons. Yeah, 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 the forerunner weapons. Yeah, those were so cool because it wasn't you well, there still was like loading a visual in aid to them almost. Right? Yeah, like, like, like they, they would like they would go hand. into like an exploded view. Yeah. for you to add ammunition or to oh, modify or whatever. Cool. And I was like, oh, that's so dope! Like every weapon was like that. It wasn't it. It was that's what I'm saying is like sometimes with games, especially you see people who. It's like alien guns, but they still match what human guns do. Destiny but like did in, that really well too. 
has done that really well. Yes, yes. Destiny has some pretty, the para- pretty dope the weapon. The grenade launcher was a cool one. Yeah. The yeah. one skin for that machine gun, the exotic machine gun that had the bug in the barrel. Oh, Xenophage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah um, Destiny's interesting because they have weapons with living creatures in them or living AI in them or something. And they had that one skin. I didn't buy it. I should have. That had, that for Xenophage, that had the elf instead of the bug. Oh, I never saw that one. Yeah, it was a little tiny elf on a sleigh instead of the bug in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I I also think weapon. It's for me. It's just like that's so broad. But I I did think about it too because even the same with Men in Black, the cricket. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just like goof, and there's just goofy stuff. Or like Ratchet and Clank. I think it's probably one of the best ones if you want to talk about goofy guns, like the sheep gun, mm-hmm. or just. I, I don't know, but you know, I and I I think I enjoy Ration and Clanks better than I do like anything out of Borderlands. Ooh, Justin, uh, be- thoughts? Because yeah, uh, I, I just... mean, I, I can see it because I, I I feel like while Borderlands has like yes, there's like a bazillion whatever kinds of guns, it all really like they all kind of look the same. And they all kind of act the same. Like, none of them are, like, significantly different enough. None of them will, like, wow you, except for, like, specific ones. Like, hey, there might be a gun that talks to you while you're shooting. Mm-hmm. Or, like, hey, this gun shoots out tiny swords. But that's really it. Like, it's not really... There's nothing, like, super intricate about them. So I, I can definitely get behind the Ration and Clank weapons being more, like, interesting. Borderlands is the only game where I've ever seen Justin get sweaty. Ever. Ever. Yeah. I couldn't get through Tiny Xenas. Neither could I. Neither could I. (laughs) Um, I I will say one... I'm not really sure if it's, like, considered, like, alien technology, um, but, like, a a sci-fi-esque technology that I've always wanted since the late 90s was, like, the, 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 like instant like subliminal learning from the matrix oh my god oh yeah the fucking i would just be sitting here loading cds up or sorry (laughs) loading floppy disks up every fucking day like constantly the other one i thought about too that was similar to that but i wasn't sure if it was alien tech it felt more just felt like sci-fi which i didn't want to use was like the companion droid like r2d2 or Mm -hmm. or clank or just like something or like I kept a lot of it Star Wars because they've kind of like, really capitalized that market. Yeah. But that to me, especially with Boston Dynamics, that feels more just too much like 10 year tech as opposed to like alien tech. But I always thought that'd be very cool. Or like the Iron Giant. <laughs> well, so you're going to make all of us cry here with that Iron Giant shit. Okay. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> okay. Well, perfect. Uh, we do have some answers from listeners. Uh, from Seagram, we have the healing technology from the remake of the TV show V. Uh, I haven't seen it, so I'm not sure, but apparently it was able to diagnose and heal any human ailment. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could kind of even go in with uh, it came from another Earth, the day the Earth stood still, right? Yeah. Where we saw at the end, like, glowing pod that they go into to, like, go back to life or something. I don't remember that much of that movie. I'm happy. So there I was probably have that wrong. No, I'm happy you brought it up there because was... it also brought up into Alex's. One of the things he said was the back to tank from DBZ, the one that uh, Vegeta goes into to heal before he goes mm-hmm. out to fight Frieza and uh, Goku. 
which is similar to Day, Day the Earth Stood Still and the healing technology. He also said teleporty stuff. Instant travel. Like, like a Star Trek-y, like, beat me down kind of thing. Which I think... See, and that's why I think it's different than what the P said, because he wants faster than light travel, which is similar to what Marcus, a lot more broad than this idea of a Stargate. But just... I, I can get behind that, though, because the, one of the things I almost picked was the, uh, the infinite probability drive from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Because, I, I mean, I agree with P, the P. I think it would be... I have I mean, obviously only that seen is... the movie. It's one of my wife's favorite books, and I have yet to read it. You should read it. I think you would enjoy I've it I've been lot. told. I, I, I know. It's one of my my holes in my... But, but I mean, seeing the movie, you get the idea behind yes. the drive, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something about that, like, it makes... It would make space... I mean, yes, it would make it terrifying, obviously. But it would also make it, like fun i guess yeah. in a way i don't know it's uh yeah I well um and with the in the mass effect franchise like the term mass effect is based off this concept they put in there and this absolutely is not a spoiler for you it it it's this idea that they've discovered this other element that when you put an electric current through it depending on the the electric uh positivity or negativity of it it either increases or decreases the mass of an object in its field. So if I'm if I have a thing of of element zero close to me, I run a negative current through it. I negate my own mass, which would allow me to move through stuff faster. Oh, cool! And that's how they ra- that's how they rationalize traveling across the galaxy. So do they do Are that these... in the ships? Then is that how they make it work? Yeah, yeah. So so they have these sort of like the Stargate. They have these one to one relays in the game. And it's a giant, um, it's a giant element zero core at each relay. So you fly a ship through it, passes uh, through this ma- negative mass effect field, which negates its mass to nothing, which will immediately send it to the other relay that has a positive uh, field, which immediately increases your mass back to what it was before. That's what slows you down and stops you. So. Larry, I think you would really enjoy the Mass Effect games, especially I, if you're like hard science. Like yeah. you would enjoy reading all of the like the logs and stuff. And, that and I, have I do no every every time why. I play those games, I read them. Yeah, I have no yeah. reason why I haven't. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's it's currently on my Steam wish list. I just haven't gotten to it. So, Tuck, I promise you, I promise you, I'll get to it. That's her favorite. He hey, loves it. We all hey, you still owe me a game, Larry. Don't think I'm ever gonna forget about that. Which game do I owe you? Persona 5 Royal. It's coming to Steam. I know. Yeah. I know it is. And we're going to talk. We're, and actually, keep that in mind for a little bit okay. later. And finally, Persona! Huh? <sighs> that's that's the sad thing I do. <laughs> and then when you start the game, it's Persona! <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and then finally, from Eddie, uh, he said, similarly uh, from Star Trek, he likes the Replicator uh, or the Universal Translator. Um... Oh, the universal yeah. translator would be like incredibly handy. I think. It I mean, even like now, right? Too. Yes. I think it would help a lot. I think it's. Yeah. I think we're getting closer and closer. Something like that with our phone. I know Google now. You yeah. can Literally hold your phone up and it will translate for you. <clears throat> so funny mm-hmm. story. Um, when the original Dragon Quest Builders was coming out for the PS4, I think mm-hmm. uh, it was only available in Japan. So I had made an, a Japan account, but obviously all the text was in Japanese. So I just would sit there with my phone 
held up to my TV and it would like auto translate everything really? as I played through it. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that'd be really, I think it'd be really cool. And I've also heard of people trying to build like, I mean, this is Elon Musk talk, talking about it, but the science behind it is cool. Like a, a Neuralink. So mm-hmm. like, instead of like speaking things, you can like say, like say them with your head, which I think would also help with a lot of like misspeak. So people actually understand your intentions instead of, like, your words. I don't know if I would want that on me. <laughs> well, it goes back to what you were talking about with the instant learning thing. Imagine but, uh, if you uh, that, if you could just download karate. I, I, I agree, but also, if there's a narrow link that's shooting it directly from your brain to the other person, I, I, I like to think sometimes <laughs> before I talk, so it, like... Yes, I think about it, but then as it's like coming down to my mouth, I also like to. I, I like to have that like it's extra a Canadian second or two. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine how many job interviews would get ruined because of that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <that's> very true. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's a part of me that thing that's very cool. Then that's like what Justin said, right? There's the flip side. I mean, to all of these, there's always like going to be like uh, a case against it, right? Because. That's kind of how they built the movies of the episodes, right? right? It's like, yeah. it all seems good until the Stargate goes wrong. <laughs> right, yeah. like what happens if somebody beams like martial arts into their brain, but they're not the most athletic person Yeah, <laughs> to, to do it, right? <laughs> all right, well, that's our discussion. That was perfect. We're going to listen to a commercial from a member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network and then head on into the closing. Ghosts, split souls, monsters, sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. So, Marcus, as always, we want to thank you. We thank you for your support. We thank you for your selections, even if they do test me to my limits. But uh, just for being our friend, um, it's, we really, really appreciate it, and we love having you on. We're excited for your picking next season, um, even if one of them has me already stressed uh it will it'll be it's shitting it'll (laughs) it's shitting it'll it'll be fine um but we want to give you this time to kind of promote your stuff obviously you are a content creator i saw one of your most recent tiktoks is doing really well as i saw it a hundred and some likes tiktok is so strange man i don't i as a 33 year old man i'm still trying to figure it out yeah but uh yeah yeah i'm i'm trying out all as much different social as possible but uh, You're yes, getting good I TikToks. Do... So your TikToks are actually like the the the, the uh, Deep Stone Lullaby one. I thought that oh, thank that you. was thank you. Obviously, it's very niche for Destiny players, but I thought it was very smart. It was a very f- smart play on that niche. So, thank you. I I'm I'm trying to to diversify it and make content both for the gamers out there, but I'm starting to try to use it as a platform to speak out against injustices and other things like that as well but uh i do stream uh four days a week on twitch you can find me on there at twitch.tv slash ginger thrust that's where all my socials are uh as well it's just just ginger thrust and then also the most recent development 
Um, I am now a contributor to Forever Classic Games. Oh, congratulations! I, That's awesome. I didn't. Thank know you. That. Thank you. Yeah, I've I've put a few articles up. Um, just doing like news bites right now. Well, feel free to share um, them in our Discord. I know you share them. In, I'm sure you share them in your own, but share them in ours too if you want to. Be, okay. The, the, the P had yeah. me yell at Justin last week because Matt likes to read other people's work, and like Justin felt bad about adding people to like bring attention to it. But Matt's like, I may not look if you don't at me. So if you if you said it, it's the worst part of it, writing is like having to be like. Hey, go read this. I wrote it. It's the, the funniest <laughs> thing I hate the most of well, it. Is like... I will just echo what Matt said because I feel the same way. Especially in that talk to us by the French chat. If no one doesn't at me, I can fall off and the next thing I know there's like 200 messages. But if if we want to read it. So that's very awesome. I'm very proud of you. That's super cool. What are you writing All about? All right. I'll, uh, it's, it's random stuff. It's just like my most recent article that I just finished up a few days ago was just about... Um, the announcement that in 2023 E3 will be returning as both a digital and a physical event. Oh, good. Uh, cool. They've they've partnered they've partnered with um, Read Pop, who is the organization that puts together all the PAX conventions. So that's I think that's a step in the right direction for them. And then I kind of took that article down a bit of a historical rabbit hole cool. about the history of E3, both good and bad. But um, one of the one of the uh, co-founders of the website has been very very helpful he's kind of helping me cut my teeth on games journalism and media oh he listens um, to this podcast it's, it's alex it's alex yeah okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah so i absolutely wanted to make sure that you know I, I took this one step at a time and and alex has been incredibly incredibly helpful with that yeah alex is uh, great. so in the future i think not only will i continue to do news bites but i'm hoping to start doing a feature every now and then just cool. getting some of yeah. my own personal opinions out there as well, on paper. I, mentioned I have a lot of a little bit earlier. If you want to play the forest before sons of the forest, I have it on PC and I promise you, if you play it with me, I will let you play your own pace. Cause what I like about that game is building bases and defenses. <laughs> Justin, I know we have until like August 16th to be. No, but I know what playing at his own pace means to you, Larry. <laughs> I I will literally just build a base. I will not tell you where things are at. I I will go. I just will build my base, and we don't even have to play on hardcore. Oh well, that's good. I'm glad I don't have to do hardcore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I will. I will let you know. And, and just to kind of touch back, uh, yeah. I mean, Alex is actually like obviously he helped me out too when i was starting i i still contribute there from time to time alex is great like if you have like any questions he's fantastic but like he'll answer anything he doesn't he's super helpful and like super nice one of the nicest people i know he he, he really is I'm, I'm real grateful just to have an opportunity to get started on it and i'm hoping it kind of culminates into maybe something in the future for me yeah just follow justin's path he's He's cutting trails over there. Toronto I'm trying, Star, I want to be like Central. Justin. I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I, I know I talk about it all the time, but it is just crazy that, what, three years ago, some random asshole made fun of your fucking commas? Yeah. And now look who's getting paid to write. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Or I girl. Because we don't know who they were. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I know who it was. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I'll tell you after. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I look, didn't know I that. Just, Okay. If if I if I can get to the point where um I I get in well enough where Bungie wants to start sending me promo Destiny 
stuff in the mail, then I know I mean, I've made it. Like, look at Justin. Yeah, here, I'll show you. Like, hopefully my headphones don't unplug, but like, oh, ow. That fucking hurt way too much. I mean, it took a while, but like, I've shown this before, but yeah, like, I got sent, like, when Evil Dead came out, they sent me, right. like, this, like, replica. A little higher. Oh. For the listeners, replica. Justin is showing. Okay, go ahead. Oh, the replica. Uh, Necronomicon. Necronomicon, and it's, like, page for page. Like, yeah, yeah. There's, like, fucking 30 pages in here. Like, it's. I have learned that if. If. If I've learned anything, it's that, like, if you are, like, passionate enough and you're just, like, honest, that's what people fucking love it. And, like, they will. Like, I've had. And just ask. Yeah. And ben ask, Rock way back the, in the day. Exactly. Like, what's the worst they're going to say? No? Okay. Right? Like. Yeah. And because of that, I got to meet Mike Manello. And then after that, we were able to have Mike right. on for all that stuff. Like. And then we because of light, the... we got to meet Nick Brasia. Because of Nick Brasia, we got to meet the guys who fucking made Dead Space. Like, yeah, it's just it, it. It. I will just say, I think the biggest thing I have learned from doing this podcast is that if you just ask people questions or just reach out, ninety percent of the time they'll respond, and of that ninety percent, I would say sixty percent are down. Yeah, because yeah. people love people love to talk, right? I mean, it's it's what they do and it's what they want to talk about, right? So if they're allowed to, they will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's super cool. To one day, this. boys. One, one day. day I'll call up my mom and be like, "Mama, <laughs> I made it." Listen, I, I I might be at the point next year at some point in time that I can go down to like full uh, part time working and like full time writing, which is like my goal by next year. Yeah. God, that'd be amazing. Fuck. On a sad note, yeah, sorry. next yeah. week, the winner of the crappy movie bracket was Eddie's selection of The Hidden. Um, that that have... was like the 180s movie I think we had. No, Rachel's was also, because hers had Dolph Lundgren in it, so hers was also 80s. But I will say right. yeah, that's fair. that I think Eddie had the hardest road to victory. I thought John Carpenter's Ghost of Mars, not only because it was our pick, but because it's kind of well-known, was going to beat it. It didn't. I thought Ginger was going to win the whole thing, like I mentioned earlier. I thought Moonfall was slated for W, and it wasn't. And then it beat Species, which two of our patrons picked. Yeah. So, The Hidden, next week. It will be our final review. Well, we have Nope. But then our final review. Um... Not what I would have picked. I think that probably would have been the one I picked last. But Eddie does have an interesting taste. I think he does select things that have something there. So that's your winner. So that's next week's episode. Uh, Any last thoughts, guys, before we wrap this up? No. (laughs) Thanks again, Marcus. And until next time, guys, stay scary. The Here's Johnny podcast is brought to you by Larry and Justin. You can find the show on Twitter at Here's Johnny Cast, and you can find Larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny podcast. Every cent goes into the show. 
and yeah we just really use it to make the show better again i just want to say thank you very much to our patrons uh, you guys help make this possible but yeah patreon is the way we support the show we are looking to get rich and like justin said every dollar every cent it all goes back in there's some pretty cool tiers so head on and look at that but until next week see you guys later